What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Um, the highest insurance premium I've seen uh, for a trucker has probably been around $120,000 for a uh, a 3,500 dually truck, 1 million liability limit, 100,000 cargo limit. You know, we, we just try to do a good job of, of, of just educating the, the public of what insurances is out there and, and assessing them on their own merit and say, you know, what might work for, for you might not work for the other one. But let's see what we could do and let's talk about it and, and we go from there. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes to snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back with another, another, another excellent, awesome, stupendous episode for y'all. So check it out. Today, um, I have my brother Renato Robinson, owner of Crosswinds Insurance. Um, on the show. So I get a lot of a lot of insurance questions from you guys. So I'm hoping Renato could, you know, take that burden off of my back and he could answer some of those questions, um, educate you guys a little bit. Um, Renato, what's up, man? Welcome to the show, my brother. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? Glad to be here. I appreciate the opportunity, man. For sure, man, for sure. So first, I want to give a shout out to Adam um, from Innovative Logistics. Um, Adam uh, actually connected Renato and I. So shouts to uh, Adam and Myron over there, Innovative. Um, you know, they're definitely a part of the fam. So, um, yeah, man, so let's get into it, brother. Listen, um, you know, I get a lot of questions about insurance. Um, it's obviously a, a, a hot topic, in, and especially in the trucking industry. Insurance is not cheap, and uh, obviously it's something that, you know, everybody who wants to get into business needs as a carrier. Um, so I want to talk about that. But first, I want to kind of start out talking about you yourself, man, and, and a little bit of a little bit about your backstory, um, how you became the owner of Crosswinds Insurance Agency, man. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so uh, back in 97, uh, I started my career. Um, I was working at a, a warehouse as a as a rug importer, just shipping um, salesman samples off across the country. And um, I decided it was time to find another job. So, so one Monday, I put on a suit, went to a staffing service, and took a typing test. And they asked me, well, Mr. Robinson, you, you did good on the typing test. What, what kind of job do you want? And I said, well, I want something in an office. And they said, well, we have a job working in an office. Uh, you'll be boxing up files and sending them off to archives. It's a three-month assignment. Do you want it? And I was like, well, yeah, you, know, you, you never know where that will lead to. So uh, it took me two weeks to knock out a 20 by 20 um, room full of boxes and send them to archives. And they liked me so much, they, they kept me on. And so that led me to going into the claims mail unit index and files uh, for the rest of my, my temporary assignment. And uh, a, an opportunity landed in my lap for me to be the mailman of this insurance company. Um, and at the time, that office had five floors and 500 employees. So I did that for about two years. And um, in my second year, I got approached by one of the underwriters to be their underwriting assistant. 
Um, taking my no experience with insurance, I just know that I was, you know, ready to venture on from the mailroom. And so uh, I did that as an assistant underwriter. And every year I got promoted until they put me in their training program in 2003. And so um, I passed the, two, the training program in 2003 and uh, became an underwriter. Um, and in 2007, I told them I wanted to move to Charlotte to run one of their underwriting units. And uh, they told me to build a $5 million book of business. I did it and moved me to Charlotte and became uh, a manager of one of their offices divisions. And so around 2013, I got to itch to be on the sales side and started looking at a couple of places. Nowhere really um, strike me as a place I wanted to work. And so I said, well, you know what, let me try to build my own. So I found me a good mentor, a guy still a mentor to me now. And I started my own agency from scratch in 2015, uh, working out of my house. Um, I remember the days my son was under my desk playing with his Lego man. I'm on the phone, you know, and I'm like, hey, son, you got to be quiet. I got I to gotta talk to these customers right quick. And, you know, it, it was good. And so fast forward five years later, uh, it's three of us. Actually, it's four of us total. And uh, we got three locations around the Metro Charlotte, North Carolina area. And we're licensed in a couple of states to do to do insurance. Wow. Wow. Awesome story, brother. So first of all, I want to congratulate you on that, man. Um, dope story. You you started from the bottom. You know what I mean? You actually started yeah, from the mailroom, um, worked your way up, and now you own your own insurance company, which is so, so dope. So that's dope. Um, you know, definitely want to give you big shouts and big props to that. All well, right. So you. let's let's Appreciate let's that. talk about um, what you do as a business. What type of insurance do you guys offer at Crosswinds? Yeah, so we focus on auto, home, and business insurance. Uh, the business insurance focuses on the P&C side, property and casualty. Uh, those lines consist of, uh, obviously, trucking, restaurants, limos, uh, general commercial type companies, warehousing, manufacturing. Uh, we have a marine division that does uh, anything that, that pertains to boats. Um, and then just your general uh, general contractors, contractors of all sorts, including HVAC, plumbers, graders, um, any type of uh, construction equipment. Okay. Okay. Got you. So let's talk trucking. Obviously, we on the tuck, Truck and Hustle okay. show, right? So everybody's like, oh, all right, man, we got an insurance guy on the line. So we, we, need, to, we need to get some information. So let's, let's, let's dive into it. Um, being new into the business and into the trucking world, obviously, insurance is one of the major costs, right? Um, what should yeah. people be looking for um, as they take a step into trucking as in, in, as it relates to insurance? What are some of the things that they should be uh, looking at? Uh, go in expecting the unexpected. Um, mm. You know, there's obviously a lot of uh, social media posts that talk about trucking insurance and, and every person's situation is different. Um, I would suggest uh, someone finding an independent agent that, that can act as a broker that has lots of markets uh, access to lots of markets for trucking. Um, one of the biggest things we get asked is, well, well how much is the down payment? Um, what companies are you going to shop? And, you know, you can ask three different agents the same question. You're going to get three different answers. Um, one thing they want to make sure of is they are giving the same information to every broker they use. That way they can get an accurate uh, estimate of how much they're they're going to pay because obviously insurance is one of the, the largest overhead expenses they have and you know w- without it they certainly can't get any loans. 
Got you. So typically for people who are just starting out and they're listening, listening to the show, what can they expect to pay for insurance if you're a new company just kind of starting out? Just, I mean, obviously we're not going to hold you to a number, but just give us an idea. Yeah. So, so in the last three years, um, we've seen premiums range anywhere from $5,000 all the way up to $70,000. A lot of factors go into that. It depends on the driving record, um, their state they're located, uh, the vehicle they have, um, the types of commodities they're going to haul. If they have CDLs or if they're going to do hot shotting, um, that which some doesn't require CDLs, and and also the radius. Um, A lot of insurance companies will look at uh, the, the radius and say, well, they're going to give them unlimited, which obviously costs more because the truck is running more. But if they have a dedicated line, that could certainly save them money if they have a customer that they're just going to run, you know, within a certain radius. Okay, got you. So th- there's a couple things that kind of come into play there. So you said the radius, where they're going to be running. Um, yeah. Obviously, how many units they're adding on. If they have the CDL, th- these are some of the different things that, that you guys look at. Yep, yeah, that in addition to the driving record. The driving record uh, probably by far weighs 50% on the, the type of premium they're going to pay. Um, some carriers go back as far as five years of the driving record that looks at accidents, tickets, and moving violations. And then some companies only look at 36 months or three years. Okay, so now let's say you're an a entrepreneur. Um, you, you're, bu- you buying, you're buying a truck, you're not driving it. What about that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so actually, they, they still want to see the, the driving record of the owner as well as the driver. Um, going into the owner, they want to know what their background is with the, uh, owning a trucking company. Um, they look at that and say, well, you know, if, let's say you got a doctor who just has some play money and they want to, you know, get them another source of revenue. Um, they're going to say, well, what, why is this, what experience do they have? And a lot of times if they have an experienced driver. Um, that has CDLs or just experience overall. We are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. That that could certainly help uh, reduce the premium they're going to pay. Okay, so for for somebody preparing and and they're actually sourcing some insurance, what's the best advice you could give them to kind of prepare to start as they start looking for for different insurance packages? Absolutely. So uh, first, uh, do their homework. Um, Second, do their homework on the insurance agency they're going to approach. Make sure they're licensed in that state they're going to uh, get applications in. See what the history of that agency is if they focus on truckers. Um, it takes a specialized agency to go and obtain trucking quotes. Um, ask that insurance agent what their certificate issuance process is. Um, that's, that's really important because that determines how quickly a customer can get loads because of those certificates of insurance. Um, ask around. Make sure they go into an independent agent who has access to four or five markets starting out. Um, and then ask which insurance companies they're going to put, they're, they're going to uh, submit their applications to. Okay, and got you. And what type, what type of standard coverages should they be looking for? 
Yep. So the most important ones is the, the auto liability and the motor truck cargo. Um, if that truck is financed or if it's worth a certain value, they definitely want to put full coverage on it. So that entails the comprehensive and collision coverage. Um, if you have a customer that's going to be running loads for, let's say, Amazon, um, Amazon's requirements are to have workers' compensation insurance as well as a general liability insurance policy in addition to that, and possibly an umbrella policy in which that umbrella policy will go over the auto liability and the workers' compensation. Got you. What What are some mistakes that people people often make when they when they look for insurance uh, like that leaves them kind of under underinsured or exposed? Yeah. So uh, a lot of times um, with filings, you know, the minimum requirements is seven hundred fifty thousand, and obviously a quote for a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar liability limit is totally different than what you would get for a million. In which a lot of companies, uh, a lot of brokers and shippers uh, that truckers are going to be working for requires the 1 million limit. So even though you might start off with that 750, it might not be enough to get loads. And so I would suggest going ahead and getting the $1 million limit. Okay. And what, and what's going to be the difference in cost between those two, um, those two limits? Yeah, that, that can be anywhere from 20% on up on average. Okay. About 20% between the difference. Yes. Okay. So, um, and you, you just now mentioned, uh, workers, workers comp as well, right? So a lot of, a lot of, uh, new owner operators in trucking, they're doing 1099s, right? They have independent contractors. How, how, how does that, mm-hmm. how does that impact your insurance or does it impact it at all? It does. So it, it varies by state, but one thing to know that, uh, most states have a requirement of a certain amount of employees. you got to carry workers compensation. And so let's say in the state of North Carolina, three or more employees, uh, you got to carry workers' comp insurance. If you have a 1099 employee, a 1099 contractor, they might not be your employee, but if they're solely working under your direction and they're injured and they do not have coverage, it could fall back on the trucking owner. Um, the main thing is going to be the, the benefits, the health care benefits and the get back to work uh, stage to where they can go back into the trucking. Got you. And how does the workers comp work as far as when you're, um, when you're getting that coverage, do you have to project a certain amount of income that you expect for that driver to make, or how, how do you guys uh, price that? Yeah. So that is, you're, you're right on point. That is based on the estimated annual payroll of the total number of employees someone would have. Uh, it's, I I pretty much liken it to taxes. You estimate at the beginning of the year and at the end, you true it up. Um, that's the same way the workers' compensation work. Um, they'll give you a deposit premium up front. And if you don't meet that deposit premium, you may get back, uh, the difference between the minimum earned premium and the deposit. Or if you, uh, have more payroll than what you estimated in the beginning, there's going to be an additional premium at the end of the policy term. Got you. Got you. What are some of the changes that you've seen in the industry throughout your years, specifically in, in, in trucking um, as it relates to to insurance? Because I know there's been a lot of a lot of different changes. I mean, as of late, they have the, uh, the two million dollar uh, limit that they're talking about, increasing the limits. Um, what, what Talk to me about some changes that you've seen in your experience. Yeah, absolutely. So so insurance companies uh, come and go like the wind. Uh, one year you will have one insurance company very competitive on rates. The next year, they may come back and, 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 and see that their book of business is not profitable and they'll increase their premiums. 
Um, the other thing right now is is the talk of having a two million dollar limit, um, just because of some of the litigious lawsuits that that we've seen, you know, over the course of the years. Um, what that'll do for truckers is it might more than likely increase the premium from what they're going to pay. Uh, but who knows? Is two million dollars going to be enough? You know, if if there's a, a major accident, who knows? You know, and 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 hopefully, with with Congress and and with laws, they're they're going to do what's right. Uh, knowing that truckers are the backbone of the country, um, hauling goods back and forth, and and we'll we'll make sure that they're not putting them out of, in an uncompetitive position by by increasing premiums and limits. What what what's the difference in cost for between a one million and two million dollar limit for for the for your regular you know truck trucking company? Yeah, so that could range anywhere from fifty percent on up. If I had to guess, um, if you look at it just apples to apples, let's say if it's a ten thousand dollar premium for a one million limit, it could be as high as twenty thousand for the one the two million, or they may give somewhat of a discount with doubling it, and then maybe a, a twenty five to thirty percent discount on top of that. Got you. And and what do you? I mean, I think you just kind of spoke to it a little bit, but what do you think is the reason for that for that uh, raise in the limit? specifically? Absolutely. So uh, with the U.S. being a litigious society, um, all it takes is one bad accident to hit the news. You're going to have uh, attorneys calling calling the, um, the defendants, not the defendant, but the plaintiffs from left to right and saying they could, you know, go after maximum limits from that company. Uh, insurance companies know that. Um, insurance companies look at uh, anything they write as a risk. It's pretty much them saying, why, Mr. Prost, potential insured, should I give you a blank check? Help me understand your operations and what are you going to do to help me safeguard my investment in you? And attorneys know that of a certain amount, um, insurance companies might not even uh, fight that because it costs more to fight that claim than it is to go ahead and, and settle the lawsuit. And with attorneys knowing that, you know, you, you get... Ten fifty thousand dollar claims—that's a half a million dollars out the door that easily. Versus a one million dollar claim, you know those verdicts hit the news, and once one of those hit the news, it's like pandemonium. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's it's crazy because, like, you know, if, if you have a claim that's a million dollars, chances are it's going to be more than two million too. <laughs> like, once you get to that Absolutely. million limit, you're probably like <laughs> heading to like five, ten million. You know what I mean? Like. It's, it's like yep. like the, yep. a million is that threshold. So the difference between a million and two million is not really that much once you get into that world of, of That's right. the millions. You know what I mean? That's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. And and so what you look at at that point is, you know, the attorney says, well, what at, uh, let's say that only a, a trucker has a million dollar limit and they're going after two. If they know all they can get is a million, they might settle or they might look at, okay, well, what are the assets does this trucker have that we can go after? And if that's gotcha. the case, if, if, if it's not worth it to go after any other assets, then they might settle on the million. But at the same time, you know, within that $1 million limit, you have the attorney calls as well as the, uh, the expert witness calls in addition to the, the damages calls. And, you know, attorney's calls right now, you know, with them getting a third of any claim that goes out, um, those calls can, can quickly eat into that $1 million limit. Yeah, nah, for sure, for sure. Can you talk to me about um, like some claims that you've seen that would just be like interesting to to to, to the audience that um, you know just 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 talk to me a little bit about a, a a crazy claim that's come through or something that would just be like wow that 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 was weird like just in your experience just give me a little bit of a story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when I was on the underwriting side, this this has 
somewhat limited to do with trucking, but it was an interesting claim nevertheless. Uh, it, it was actually a boat show. And okay. when, when you go to boat shows, um, you, you have all of these boats that are, you know, obviously on the boat stands. They're sitting on those boat stands and they build dots around them to where it looks like a parking lot to where each boat would sit in the fingers and you have the dots where people can walk all the way through. Okay. Well, when you when when someone walked up to this this uh, boat dealership's uh, platform, it had on the sign, "Please take your shoes off." This couple walked up. Lady had on stilettos, and she didn't take off her stilettos. And what does she do? She walks on the dock. The one of the stiletto heels gets caught in the crack of the dock. She fell and cracked her ankle. Oh my god! Fifty thousand dollar claim. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. So it, it, it's it's yeah. almost like you you can do anything you you can do whatever you can possibly do to safeguard yourself. But if somebody still hurts themselves, it's still on you at the end of the day. It's still on you. It's, it's definitely still on you. Actually, I got another one uh, that that yeah. changed the trucking. If you want to hear, it. yeah, yeah, for all sure. Right? So, all right. So this one here was in Miami. A uh, guy was hauling a, a, a truckload of cigarettes. Um, he got to a stoplight. Lady in a red convertible beside him looked at him. Uh, told him, you know, hey, blew him a kiss and said, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you get out the truck and start talking to me? And on the other side of the truck, two masked gunmen, the, the passenger door was open for some odd reason. Two masked gunmen got on the side of the truck and said, hey, buddy, let's go for a ride. They blindfolded him, put him in the cab of the truck. He didn't know where they were going. He, they rode around for a while. Uh, they told him to sit in the back of the cab, and if he moved, they would kill him. 24 hours later, he was in the back of the truck, still alive. When he woke up, the entire container of cigarettes in the back of that truck was gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. It is, man. So, so, so that would be um, the cargo insurance would cover that, right? That, the claim would be for cargo? That would be for cargo. Absolutely. It is, when, when, you're, when, when you're offering insurance packages, is there, is there anything else that you suggest for people to get? Because there's so many different insurances that people don't realize. Like, you know, like aside from like your regular cargo insurance and your bobtail insurance, like there's all these different employee em, employer insurances and like personal liability for theft and cybersecurity. Like what, what, what's the package that you think that people should have to be to be protected and be safe nowadays in this current environment? What, what will be the things that you would yeah. tell them that they need to have? Absolutely. So uh, we, we, we look at each trucker. Uh, what we specialize in is we look at each trucker on their own merit. And we sit down and we assess their, their current situation. Um, some of the main things we ask is, well, is your, is your truck paid off? And if, if they say yes to that, we say, well, how much is the truck worth to you? You know, and if they say it's a couple thousand dollars, you know, we'll go into the scenario of, well, what, what if someone hit and run? What if, what if you hit a deer? You know, how much is it going to cost you out of pocket to uh, get that truck repaired? And if they say it costs them, you know, a couple a couple of thousands of dollars, you know, we suggest they put in full coverage on it. Um, obviously, with their employees, depending on the number of employees they have, um, we'll suggest a certain workers' compensation limit. Um, if they're going to be hauling certain a certain type of car, Depending on the requirements of that that car manufacturer or that broker they're using, um, we started at a hundred thousand dollar limit, and then we asked them, is, "Is that going to be enough for them?" You know, one thing with insurance, man, there's there's insurance for for almost any and everything you can think of. You know, there there are superstars that have their legs insured. 
Right. They're, they're superstars to have. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. They're superstars to have vocals and, and everything else. And, you know, we, we just try to do a good job of, of, of just educating the, the public of what insurance is out there and, and assessing them on their own merit and say, you know, what might work for, for you might not work for the other one. But let's see what we could do and let's talk about it and, and we go from there. Got you. How, how has this, um, you know, COVID environment impacted uh, the insurance industry? Uh, I think when you, when you look at the industry overall, um, when I go into the certain lines of coverage, uh, workers' compensation, going into restaurants, uh, obviously their numbers are down because the payroll is down. When you look at what they consider essential businesses like trucking, um, certain manufacturers, their businesses on the PNC side, the liability and property, it's going to be higher. Um, it, on the insurance side, on the automobile and home insurance side, you know, people are sitting around now and gives them some time to shop their auto and home. Um, with the refinance rates significantly low right now and the home buying rates low right now, people are taking advantage of, of home purchases. And so, you know, that gets a, a review of their current insurances to see if they can get the best rate possible, which would lower their escrow taxes if they have escrows. Um, on the automobile side, with, with, with with customers not driving as much on the personal auto side, um, com- people are saying, well, let's, let's shop that and see if we can get a better rate of that as well. And if we happen to bundle that and get a better bundled rate, let's certainly do that. Got you. Got you. When people uh, convert over to Crosswinds insurance, um, what, what's some of the common complaints they have about their other insurance providers? Yeah. So uh, service is, is probably the biggest. Um, most companies, leave other customers because they're not they don't feel they're getting the service they deserve um or it could be to where uh their agent has gotten complacent and not shop their rates um we, we have a we have a directive in our office that every year if an account increases by eight percent or more we automatically shop before sending to an before it going to an automatic renewal process mm. um we also hear that you know it, it could be the situation of a, a a claim that wasn't covered or if, you know, if, if they just moved from out of town and just needed another agent overall, that agent that doesn't service that territory. Got you. So someone, someone should expect to kind of like be in communication. I mean, not obviously not all the time, but some type of periodic uh, check-in with their insurance agent. I mean, is that, is that typical or is that just something that you guys are doing, like just, you know, to add more value? Uh, it, it should be typical um, uh, on, an, on every agency's platform, I would assume. Uh, we have a, a fine line of what's too much communication versus what's not enough. You know, with social media nowadays, people are bombarded with emails and text messages and messages. We, we try to ride that fine line of, of you know, not not communicating with them too much, but enough to keep them posted of what's going on with us. Um, in addition to that, if, if we have a customer who, you know, we'll ask a customer, how, how do you want to be communicated? Do you want us right. to communicate you through text message or do you want a phone call? And, you know, best thing with a lot of our truckers, we have to talk to them on a regular basis because they're asking for certificates of insurance, possible driver changes, possible vehicle changes. So that gives us a chance to check in on them just to kind of see, you know, how things are going with them, because we, 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 we want to make sure that they're successful, too. So 
we ask them, is there anything else we can do better for them? Got you, got you. And what's some of the feedback that you get when you're asking those questions? Yeah, so every now and then, it's funny you ask that, every now and then I will I will uh, just randomly call a customer and say, hey, you know, how, how are my employees treating you? You know, what, what do you, what's your overall feel of, of Crossman so far? And they'll be candid and say, you know, your, your employees are doing a good job of, of making sure that we're taken care of. When we need certificates of insurance, they're getting them out to us quick so we can get loads and get paid. Um, you know, and we take that feedback, even if it's some bad feedback of, well, I call the customer. You know, a customer said, well, no one's called me in a week after I left the message. Okay, well, you know, I'll make sure I'll talk with them. I'll first apologize and say, you know, we'll use that as a learning experience. But also myself, I'll jump in and just take care of what they need. That not pass at all. Got you. What do you think is the biggest misconception that uh, new uh, truck owners have about insurance? I think a lot of truck owners uh, think of a lot of insurance agents that they they liken us to a used car salesperson. (laughs) Um, I'm trying. It's crazy, man. I'm I'm trying to change that. You know, one thing we tell a lot of truckers is one thing you're going to get from us is we're straight shooters. We're not going to bait and switch you. Um, It has been it has been numerous times to where we'll see an agent bait someone by giving them a premium up front, binding that policy. And then once that policy is bound, uh, they know that premium is going to increase and they'll blame it on the insurance company for that premium increasing. But at that time, they are already into that policy and it takes 35 days to get that policy canceled because of filing. So that's another 35 days the customer has to pay whether they like it or not. So um, that goes into just doing the due diligence on, on whoever someone's going to use, man. Uh, It's, it's sad that it happens and it makes, it makes us agents that are trying to do the right thing in the industry look bad. And I, and I just hope that changes down the road. Got you. Got you. I want to talk a little bit um, to you about actually, um, you know, and creating an insurance agency. Do you mind kind of sharing your business a little bit? I don't mind at all. Uh, one thing I do now is I do mentor other agents who are looking to start their own. Um, all right. Oh, awesome. You know, so this could be an opportunity to mentor to thousands at one, one, one shot. So what, what does it take to actually yeah. start your own insurance agency, Renato? Yeah. So, uh, an insurance agent is already licensed in the state they reside. Um, the only thing they would need to do up front is get get a, a, a get an LLC, form the name of the company, get an LLC, uh, get a tax ID number, federal employer ID number, in other words, um, get them a physical address they could use for mailing purposes. Um, insurance companies want to see uh, an address to where it's not a residence to where business mail can be sent to. Um, and then outside of that, the, the most hardest part is getting appointed with the insurance companies who have a minimum premium threshold in order for someone to be contracted directly to them to write business. But there's ways to circumvent that, such as going through um, there's certain state associations. Uh, myself, I'm a director with the Independent Insurance and Brokers, Agents and Brokers Association of South Carolina, which rolls up to a national platform. Um, that association gives independent agency owners uh, access to insurance companies they would not normally get access to. Um, in addition to that, um, they offer the the uh, continuing education courses, which is a requirement every two years, you got to do a certain amount of hours. Um, it also gets them access to some of their, their trading partners and exhibitors and marketers who would like to do business with independent agents who might not have contracts 
um, for example, a broker who has access to more markets. So that's the main thing. And, and just, uh, I would say, just collaborating and networking with other insurance agents who has taken that road kind of like myself. Um, one thing that's helped me uh, be to where I am, there's a, a Facebook page called um, Insurance Agency Owners Alliance. Uh, that, in addition to the big eye, uh, has helped me, you know, gain access to markets, gain access to products and services that helps along the way. Um, an agency would definitely need some type of uh, management system that's going to help them uh, keep track of all of their customers once they renew, when they renew, the type of policies they're writing, um, the type of business, the premiums, the limits, the effective dates. Management system is very key. Got you. What, what does it take to get to get licensed? What type of uh, what's the minimum requirements to actually become a licensed insurance broker? Yeah. So in, in different states, uh, there are certain requirements. So I mean, I'm my home state is South Carolina and South Carolina. You can you can there's two paths you can do. You can either do a self-study. And once you do that self-study, uh, you can go and, and take the test. Once you pass the test, uh, pay to take the test. Once you pass the test, go to the state insurance commissioner and pay to get your license. And once you get your license, go and uh, take the test to get your agency license. Um, or uh, myself, I'm more of a person that needs the classroom type environment. I went and did a 40-hour course. And once I did that 40-hour course, I went and took the test, paid for it. And once I got my license and my individual licensing, I went and got my uh, company's license. Got you, got you. So a a as an agency, when you're reaching out to um, the these different underwriters, are there like many underwriters that you're reaching out to? Do you, do you like go to the this, this, the same underwriters for the most part for specific niches in business? Like, how does that work? I always wondered like how that process works. Like, cause you know, you, you hear insurance agencies like, yeah, I got to talk to this underwriter. I got to talk. It's like talking to all these people. Are, are there really that many people that yeah. you got to talk to? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you take one of the, you know, there's a couple of national players. Um, there's a national speaking specifically to trucking. You got progressive, you got, uh, National Indemnity Company, Berkshire Hathaway, you got Canal, Northland. Um, within those insurance companies, you, you got the brokers who can access them or you can go direct. Uh, when you look at a company like a Travelers or a Hartford or AIG, they may have over 26 or 30 different insurance departments that's managed by an individual insurance head. So let's say that you got a an importer, if you will. That importer... Um, could be a manufacturer, uh, they're manufacturing and importing. You got cargo insurance that comes into play, that can be one department. You got the liability insurance into play, that can be another department. The property, uh, the building, uh, the equipment, that can be another another policy. Uh, if they have their own trucks, that can be another department. Sometimes it gets, you know, it, it's a juggling act, definitely. But uh, a, a lot of companies have different departments and it, it takes, it, it takes a it, it takes a spreadsheet a lot of times just to keep up with all the contacts and, and who who you need to go to. Got you. Are there any uh, companies that you that you like that are that are doing things that you know on another level that's kind of stand out from some of the other um, insurance agencies out? Well, well, you know, main insurers out there like like you just now mentioned Berkshire Hathaway. Are there any of the big players that are really doing well in in, in the industry? Yeah, I think for the most part, a lot of the big players are, they're definitely writing business. Um, 
one way an insurance company looks to know if they're profitable or not is anything under a 100 is considered uh, a 100 100% loss ratio is profitable. Uh, some will say that number could be uh, judgmental, um, but the way they look at it is if for every dollar they bring in, if they're sending out two, they're not profitable. And when they're not profitable, that's when they start increasing the rates. And that's when truckers say, okay, well, it's time to shop. Um, there's a, a lot of the companies that we see a, a lot of times now, they all have their niches. Like you might find one company likes long haul more than what you would a hot shot. Uh, you got companies who might like uh, companies, uh, truckers hauling autos rather than general freight. Um, it, it's a plethora of, of, of what their appetites are. And yeah. Got you. What, what, what type of things that get you dropped from your insurance carrier? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a number of things. Um, Running without an ELD is probably the biggest. Um, running really, running without, without an ELD is probably the biggest, you said? So if, if, if you get caught, DOT violation, they say no ELD? How, how, how do they find that out? No logbook, yep. So if I can rephrase it, if they're running without a logbook and that DOT officer don't know how many hours they've been on the road already, a lot of times that's an automatic drop from an insurance company. You, you have that, you have that, you have a company who's hauling over the, a certain amount of weight that would not require them to have CDL, but they're required to have CDL, that can get them dropped. Um, having a, a driver that, having a driver that obviously doesn't have CDLs, if they're, they're riding with a suspended license or their license gets suspended, that can get them dropped. Um, Certain type of claims can get them dropped. So within the first year, you have a company who who has a significant loss that could get them dropped because that insurance company says, well, we can't make enough money. We can't make this claim up. We can't make enough money to uh, recover from this claim. So we might as well drop. Got you. Would those people who got dropped then be considered uninsurable? No, um, there's always markets of last resort. Um, Those markets of last resort, obviously, get their pound of flesh, if you will. And so, <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. We, we've seen it to where you, you have a customer paying 20000 and the next thing, you know, the only company that's going to insure them says we want forty. Mm. Wow. It's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, you got you, you to pay to play. Got to pay to play, man. So, I, I mean, at that point, is it more wise to just <laughs> – Go ahead and close that company down and start a new one. <laughs> that, that's judgmental, man. I mean, we, we see a lot of companies that says, you know what? If, if, if this insurance is going to put me out of business, I might as well go ahead and close down shop. Um, yeah. We've seen some companies say, you know what? I'll go ahead and, and I'll just grind it out. I mean, I, I got to pay the pauper. I know what I've done and, you know, it's on me. I understand it, but I got to keep going. Right, right, right. Exactly. What's the what's the highest insurance premium that you've seen and, and, and what's the lowest? Um, the highest insurance premium I've seen uh, for a trucker has probably been around one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a, uh, a thirty five hundred dually truck. One million liability limit, hundred thousand cargo limit. Um, wow. This driver had uh, he had a rap sheet of, of violations and accidents going back five years. Um, probably three or four speeding tickets, 
and three or four accidents. And insurance co- and the insurance company says, well, we'll insure you, but you got to pay to play. Right, right, right. You're almost paying for your accident in advance. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, exactly. That's you're pretty like, much you, what you're doing. You're, pay, you're paying for it already. They're just giving you the, the, the COI to say, uh, we got you, but yeah, you're paying for it. It's paid for it. That, that's all they're doing. That's right. They're giving you a blank check saying, you know what, we understand. <laughs> you, you, you're going to pay this up front now, and if you need it, it's here. And if not, we just made money off of you. Oh, man, that is crazy. That is crazy. And what's the best that you've seen in this market? Yep. So the best I've seen is probably a premium of around fifty five hundred. Uh, that was still with the hundred thousand dollar cargo and the one million dollar auto liability and full coverage. This was a driver who's had his CDLs for over twenty five years, um, flawless driving record, um, hauling general freight, unlimited radius. Got you, got you. And this is just per this is per truck, right? This is just one truck. Yes. So so the the hundred thousand dollar guy that was one truck too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, why That's would crazy, you even right? be in business? It doesn't even make any sense to be in business at that point. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, we, we tell a lot of we we tell a lot of truckers starting out, uh, just go in open minded, knowing your premium can be whatever. Uh, we actually like when we get someone saying we're thinking of getting into business. Can you give us an idea of what it's going to cost before they do? Because, you know, like I know, once you file for that DOT number and you file for your authority and you got 21 days for that authority to be active and they tell you, well, your premium is going to be 40 or 50,000. You know, right. that's, that's probably two or three days worth of work that, that's wasted when you're not going to even start it. Right, right, right. And at that point, you're in too deep. You can't you can't go backwards at that point. You're done. That's right. You're done. Exactly. <laughs> so so in your experience, you, do you get like that a lot? Like a lot of people just come in, like not really educated. And like when you hit them with those numbers, they're like, what? Like, I didn't expect this. Like people just oh, don't absolutely. really do their homework. Oh, yes. Yes. We get that all the time. They say, well, we're, oh, man, we were expecting we tell them 30,000. And we say, and they say, well, we're expecting to pay around twenty thousand because we heard John Doe on a, on a, one of those posts saying that's what he paid. We're like, well, you know, this this is all we got, and you know, you you could take the same information you given to us and go to another agent, and they're going to give you the same thing. Um, you know, we we tell customers, you're fishing. Uh, insurance agents are fishing, shooting, and fishing from the same pond. Everyone has the same insurance company. There's there's not a magical there's there's not a, a better relationship with one in one underwriter than it is the other. What it boils down to is that customer's characteristics and that application. No matter what an agent says, that's all it boils down to. That's a fact. What can you do to lower your insurance costs after you start your business? What are some things you can do to get yourself a better premium? Yep, uh, safe driving records, um, dash cams sometimes work. Um, insurance companies don't give discounts for dash cam, but in the event of an accident where you're clearly not at fault, that could be your saving grace when, you know, a, a police officer doesn't know the full story. And, you know, you can go back to that dash cam and, and it clearly shows where you're not at fault. Um, outside of that, man, that's, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. What about like driver training? Is that something that's looked at? Like if you if you do like ongoing driver oh, yeah. training or anything like that? Yep, yep. So with with your bigger with your bigger companies that has fleets, uh, driver training, uh, driver training is definitely key. Um, continuing education for driver training. Um, 
different safety measures as far as, you know, from what we've seen on, on vehicles, there, there are certain safety mechanisms they can use, you know, the, the blind spot, blind spot mirrors would definitely help to, to, to circumvent uh, side swipes. Um, having a risk manager, a dedicated risk manager on staff that their sole job is to make sure the safety of those trucks is being upkept as well as the drivers. Um, keeping the maintenance schedule uh, up on trucks, the routine maintenance, making sure they're running the way they're supposed to, uh, making sure the trailers, you know, e- even the, the, the 21 or however many point safety check going around the vehicle, making sure the lights and stuff work, everything is locked and secured like it's supposed to. All of those things certainly help when it comes to uh, getting insurance on the fleet. Got you. So if someone wanted to work, work with, work with your agency with Crosswinds, t- tell me a little bit about how that process would be, how the intake is, what, what, what how, 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 what would that look like? Absolutely. So we, we have a number of ways customers contact us. Uh, first and foremost is through our website, um, crosswindsinsurance.com. Uh, on the main page, it shows trucking insurance. Once they click on the trucking insurance link, there's a, there's a, a there's a button that says get a quote. Once they, they click on that button, um, it'll take them to our online application portal that asks 98% of the information that every insurance company we use is going to ask. Once the application is completed, it gets automatically sent over to us and we send it out to companies. Um, the other way they can do that is if they log on to crosswindsinsurance.com, there's going to be a pop-up text messaging system. Um, if they message us you know, during normal working hours, It'll say, how may I help? And we can correspond with them over text. Or uh, we're on a lot of the, the Facebook trucking portals. They can reach out to us that way to get a quote. Or, you know, the old school, pick up the phone and call. And uh, once they call the main number, um, it'll, it'll direct them to, to either myself or one of the other specialists on our team. Got you. When, when people are shopping for insurance, how, how, how many um quotes or how, how, how many, like, what do you advise them to do? Do you think they should look at different quotes, look at different numbers? If, if you gave them a number and they didn't like it, would you say, Hey, go ahead, go ahead and shop around. I mean, see what else is out there. Like, what would be your advice for that, for, their, for that process? Yep. So a lot of times, uh, the truckers we deal with, they already contacted three or four different agencies to get quotes. Uh, what we do that sets us apart is we'll tell them, if you want to share the numbers from what you've got with the other agents, uh, we'll put those numbers on a spreadsheet, the limits, deductibles, terms and conditions, and let you know, you know, where we're good, bad, or indifferent. Um, if they don't do that, they might be opening themselves up to uh, another agency who might not be quoting the same info as the other agency. Got you, got you, got you. All right, so so where do you, where do you see Crosswinds in the next three to five years? I, mean, I always ask my guests, as far as the growth in your company, what, what do you see for the future of Crosswinds Insurance Agency? Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, man, we've been very blessed. Um, over the last two years, we have uh, we have a, a good bit of referral partners like your Adam Wingfield and Myron Piggies and DeMarco over at Metro Max Dispatch. Uh, those guys have been very supportive in, in submitting referrals to us as well as our other customers um, who submit referrals to us um, and as much so that um, we, we don't have to pay for marketing and advertising as much, which gives us the, the opportunity to invest the money that we would normally spend into that within our technology. Um, crosswinds over the next five years, I see us expanding, um, having offices in other states. Um, 
throughout the U.S., obviously um, within the Southeast. Um, one state we're looking at now is possibly Georgia within the next next year or two. Um, having a staff, you know, staff there to manage that office and, and continuing to grow. And where are the places that you're licensed in now? Yep. So we're in uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Maryland. I might be missing a state there. Yep. But for the most part, those those states. Got you. Got you. Oh, Illinois and Ohio. Okay. Okay. Got you. So how does that impact the, 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 the person who's looking for insurance? So they have to, they have, they have, they have to originate in that state. Yes. Uh, their business has to be domiciled in that state. And, and I'd also like to say that we, we have a, a network of referral agencies that we've vetted and they understand the importance of taking care of a customer who we send to them. Because if, if we're sending it to them, we've already vetted and we're putting our trust in that agency to take care of them just as great as what we would do. And so if, if someone comes to us in which a state we're not licensed, we would send them to someone who's already promised to take care of that person. Nice, nice. Awesome. All right, man, we're going to we're going to start wrapping up the show. Um, before you go, I, I need to definitely get your final thought. And just one more time, let the Hustle fam know exactly where they can connect with you personally and also learn more about Crosswinds Insurance Agency. So before we before we wrap, let's get that final thought. And that could be anything, man. If it could it, just something from the heart, whatever you want to say to the audience, spiritual, personal, financial, any jewel you want to drop on the Hustle fam. Absolutely. So my, my, my most my most favorite saying is with faith, all things are possible. Um, I never take no for an answer. It's always not right now. And whatever you don't do, someone else is going to do. That's a fact. I love that. I love that. And one more time, how can uh, the people connect with you, Renato? Absolutely. So uh, on our website, www.crosswindsinsurance, uh, insurance is all spelled out, dot com. Uh, social media on Instagram, crosswinds underscore insurance on Facebook, crosswinds insurance agency. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you so much, Renato. Listen, hustle fan, make sure y'all go check out Renato, check out crosswinds insurance agency. If there's any questions that I didn't ask today, um, you know, make sure you go ask those questions directly to you, to, to him. I'm sure he'll, he'll get that information over to you. Listen, man, thank you so much for joining me today. Excellent. I appreciate all the value and everything you've added today to the show. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Great talking with you. All right, my brother. Thank you so much. Take care. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.